Birds All Day is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Not only are there sports tickets, but music and theater tickets as well. In Toronto, you can find so many amazing artists and theater shows that come through town every single weekend. So Game Time is the number one place to get that stuff as well. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Greetings and good day, and welcome back to Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here with a special edition of Birds All Day. It is the end of decade edition of Birds All Day. Uh, a lot happened in, in, in this, over the span of a decade, 10 years. You might say that uh, we all lived a thousand lifetimes, and the Blue Jays might be in a very unusual spot now compared to where they were in the middle of the decade versus the beginning, but... Uh, Let's do a bit of a, I don't know, recap is the right way to look at it. We're going to uh, we're going to remember some guys, frankly. That's what we're here to do. We're going to, this is the decades-long Remember Some Guys edition of Birds All Day. And there's no one who's better at remembering guys. Uh, and he joins me as always. Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm, I'm all right. I, there, there may be people... Uh... <laughs> who are better at remembering guys than I am. I did run a blog called Drunk Jays Fans for a long time, uh, which I feel has, uh, you know, eroded some uh, some potential memories. But uh, we'll, we'll do the best <laughs> with what we got left here, you know? It's interesting that you bring that up, though, because this, from the beginning to the end of this decade, is one that you and I, in our various capacities, have, have covered the Blue Jays for a full decade. Yeah, it, was, it was yeah, it was it was more of a hobby at the beginning, <laughs> and then a job. Well, in the middle, and then a, for for me in the middle, and then now a sort of a hobby again at the end. But for you, it's been it's been your job. It's been your life's work for the last ten years. The Toronto Blue Jays, and that is not depressing even a little bit. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so there's a bit. So that said. <laughs> Having lived for a couple through, years. Mm-hmm, sorry, it was good sorry. for a couple of years. It, it was, was good, good for a couple, couple years. It was good the entire yeah. time. I would it rather was. not be doing. Yeah. Would rather not be doing anything else. But that's goddamn right. The difference is that we, oh, even though we have done however many number of these, I believe we started doing these in around. Like I joined you and like started. We did it as a job in 2012. I started. I started work. No, 2011 actually. Really? Well, I started doing that in 2011, and we started. Because I was, we, I was at the score for like two, oh, 2007 or eight, I would think. That long ago, 2000, 2000, no, 2008 was when you, you started DJF in 2007. Yeah, it must have been eight. Maybe it was eight or nine. I guess I started. Yeah. I started my blog in 2008, and then I started the job in 2011. But you had been there for a couple of years at least before that. 
mm-hmm. doing the buzz yeah. and things of that nature. But 2011, yeah, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> in the, the, that season is when we started doing the podcasts. We started yes. doing DJF, you and me and, and Parks even in those days. Before yeah. we all moved. Well, on I mean, DJF had been going for a while. Yeah, well, and you did the we... you did the podcast with with Justin for a while. On like, yes, uh, we're doing a great story. job of remembering things already. I think I think we're really nailing this remembering stuff. But no, yeah, remembering I mean, some guys. I think it was oh seven before I was. With... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That nobody cares about. No offense, mm-hmm. Justin. Uh, go eat some Dutch food on the Danforth. He's a lovely man. I actually did work with him, but in another job, <laughs> not right, yeah. because he didn't work at the score. Nonetheless. We're here now <laughs> yes, to please. remember some guys because <laughs> what I was getting at is we watched the Jays pretty closely for 10 years. So no one other than all of the countless other people who are better equipped to do this are better equipped to do this than us. Uh, mm-hmm. But that said, the guy remembering will take on a new dimension because when you start to go back and look, and I was doing it before for my research, which is why I got to this illustrious role that I'm currently in doing lots of research. Um, I remember started remembering some guys. I remembered the fucking shit out of some guys looking at <laughs> looking through the history and yeah. uh, some shocking, shocking names that I, in fact, did not remember. And then I was forced to remember in a horrible fit of consciousness. It was ugly. But so let us talk about about the format for this. What, uh, this guy remembering we're going to remember, maybe build a team, maybe build the Blue Jays team of the decade. Now. Your uh, uh, approach was kind of do it on a seasonal basis. Yes. Like, here's a guy from this season. This season's version of this player at this position is the catcher of the decade, which is interesting. Yeah. I think, well, why don't we go through that? And then maybe we can do, because what I was, I started, started looking at it from like a, a more um, uh, cumulative perspective as well. So we can go back and maybe like look at, with that out of the way, we can look at who would be the guy. Like who's the guy you think of when you think about the de- this decade? Now, obviously, it's going to be dominated by 2015, 2016 guys, but it doesn't have to. Yeah, but it will. Well, this is a thing to. that this is the, this was sort of what I did in the the piece. Like where the podcast here is maybe a, a compliment to the piece, or the piece is a compliment mm-hmm. to the podcast. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, in in B, I was asked to do this. This is a big project that uh, everybody's doing uh, at the Athletic. You'll see all sorts of these things around um, for various sports and teams that everybody's covering. Uh, I immediately knew that if it was you know the player of the decade cumulatively, I might as well just like put the fucking twenty fifteen Jays down, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I had to in order to remember some guys a little better who deserved. Uh, Deserve to be in our thoughts at this uh, at this magical time at the end of the decade. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I made some accommodation for that, and and uh, uh, in the in the piece and in our discussions, I'm sure as well. I made a point of uh, if I was choosing somebody from 15 or 16 uh, to choose an alternate uh, from the universe where those years didn't happen, much like the uh, the World Series that year, which of course, as we all know, did not happen. It's really a shame that what happened there without the World Series existing in 2015. But uh, we soldier on. So let us get started. Sure. Let's start behind the plate. There's only really one Pretty answer. <laughs> if you look yeah. cumulatively or individually, it's Russell Martin. What season did you highlight as his best? Uh, it was 2015, obviously. I mean, he was kind of, uh, the, 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 I was going to say a slow decline, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't all that slow. 
you know, he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't ever the hitter that he was uh, that year in Pittsburgh. His walk year, he had a great year, uh, mm-hmm. but obviously was enormous for the Jays and uh, and you know really turned around. Uh, you know, helped helped the pitching staff a lot. Uh, really, ha- you know, the Jays had s- been searching for a catcher for so long. With you know, uh, due respect to Deonna Navarro, <laughs> who was who was displaced by you know, despite having signed as a free agent the year before. Uh, yeah, uh, Russell Martin, twenty fifteen. I mean, who else? There's no other way to go with that. I there, there really isn't that many. So when I went looking. I started doing, again, I was looking at the decade as a whole. There are only three Blue Jays catchers who even made 500 plate appearances over the entire decade. <laughs> three guys as catchers. And it's Russell Martin, Deanna Navar- Navarro, who you mentioned, and of course, J.P. Aaron CBA. Who, J.P. Aaron CBA, uh, yeah. Speaking of going back to the years, boy, we had some fun at J.P. Aaron CBA's expense. Uh, because he had just some of the truly most abysmal and unusual seasons. I don't. There's no need to pile on anymore. <laughs> he seems like he's he's moved on. He's doing media stuff. He seems like he's a, a, an agreeable guy. Yeah, I think he even unblocked the Zoobs uh, as a bit for for uh, for Yahoo spring <laughs> yeah. training. But my guy had like a two twenty five on base one year, which is it's, yeah, just not what you want. Uh, so yeah, there's not really anybody else to pick from. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. So, yeah, Russell Martin, I, I, any way you slice it, it's going to be Russell Martin. And it is. Yeah. It's Russell Martin. My, so now look, my alternate my alternate was Russell alternate. Martin. It was it was the 2017 version of Russell Martin, which not as good as the 2015. But, but <laughs> who the hell else? Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult position. It's a difficult position to play, that, the back catcher. Now, let's move around. We'll go over to first base. So this one, might, there might be some contention sure. because of – uh, there's going to be some kind of wordsmithing probably going on. So I know that you selected Justin Smoke from 2017. Is that fair? Is that accurate? Uh, that is accurate. Yeah, uh, which provided was provided you with that with that information. So yes, that is accurate. <laughs> you never know; these things change. Uh, but yeah, no. So Justin Smoke 2017. So what made you pick Smoke? Uh, what made me pick Smoke as opposed to somebody else? I mean, 2017 Justin Smoke was pretty good. That was his, mm-hmm. you know, his breakout. He was the you know he would had been left off the playoff roster originally in mm-hmm. 2016 or off the the ALDS roster uh and and, and yet here he was uh fulfilling uh, everybody's dream when that extension was signed that that was just so hated and just people thought was just so completely unnecessary uh making the team look pretty good had a, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me right here uh i suppose i should given what we're doing this uh, uh but yeah it uh he he was real good. He was real good. That's what it was. That's why I chose him. Well, it was like I think he I had also cho- I also I mean I could runs. Uh, thirty eight, I believe. Thirty eight, yeah, but also it, it and it was kind of unexpected. But it it was a legitimately yes. good season. It, it wasn't good compared to what we expected of Justin Smoke. It wasn't good compared to his track black record. He was just really good that year. There's like yeah, why one thirty three weighted runs created plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess yeah, the question- I don't know. I mean, you could you could you could put an Edward Encarnacion season there if you really want to. I mean, I, I do in my in my write up mention Adam Lind, uh, mm-hmm. though he was kind of it, it. It hurt me to realize uh, that his best year was two thousand nine, and so so he didn't really fit on the dec- all decade team, and he he had some good years at the plate afterwards, uh, particularly twenty thirteen, uh, but was really a platoon guy at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 2014, Adam Lynn was good as well. Um, but again, his role was diminishing and he was, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then he, of course, was was gone, traded as he was for um, Marco Estrada. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, is, that does sound right, doesn't it? <laughs> so weird. But yeah, so I, I, I guess that, that that's just it is, is A, how much of a first baseman do you consider Edwin Garnacion? And, and, and if you don't, I mean, it's good to get somebody else in there who, who, and give, again, smoke credit for his great year. Um, but I would say if we started looking at the, on balance, then on balance for the, for the decade, would you say, would you probably move Encarnacion into that, into that role? Well, then who the hell is going to be the first baseman on on the full-time basements? I I mean, Edwin's, Edwin's my DH, (laughs) I would say. Uh, if he can be both, then, then by all means, let him be both. I mean, well, Smoke has a good case. The decade, yeah, yeah, he does. He does. I and, think for and the, the, fact for the whole decade, finished yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, wild. Wild that we're saying this. That, oh, yeah, Justin Smoke. The guy we all want to run out of town. Like you said, the guy that didn't even play <laughs> for Oster is, uh, is the guy. That he's also was like the, the grand old man of the team here at the end of the decade. All right. So moving on to second base. So second base is is not really that tough. Again, second base is a difficult position uh, because of injury. Devin Travis was limited, but um, he's probably still got to be the guy, right? Yeah, I, I, the individual season wise, and probably cumulatively, like it was uh, uh, not a lot of great second basemen uh, for the Blue Jays in this decade. Uh, Aaron Hill, of course, at the start of the decade was. Uh, uh, you know, someone I always enjoyed watching Clay, but uh, was was not at his best uh, and was, I think, only there for the first couple of years before he was traded away. He got uh, traded in the middle yeah, of 20, I mean, 2011 right. and then went on to excel for the Diamondbacks in the year. Because I believe 20, 2011 was the year they surprised, like shocked and made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Got an MVP vote, as I see now looking at his baseball reference page. Mm-hmm. Not the first time either. Finished twelfth in uh, two thousand nine for the American League MVP. Aaron Hill. He was a monster, but then that then he fell into that thing where he just was trying to hit home runs all the time. He was like launch angle, but the, but like to the wrong extreme. Like he just had everything was an infield <laughs> fly ball for like an for like a year and a half. Uh, now Ryan Goins, of course, it. got played a lot of second base for the Blue Jays, who could probably mm-hmm. get some. Um, well, if if it wasn't so just so gosh darn bad, it would have been a lot easier to pick him as maybe like the the player <laughs> of the decade at that given role. But um, and maybe if he had caught that fly ball against Kansas City, maybe he would have been uh, have a high, a more lofty place in some of our memories. Uh, there's yeah, some other wild names I, I, on the yeah. like. Well, sort of. I mean, Bunonori Kawasaki played a bunch of second base. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was an ugly chapter in all of our lives. He yeah no he oh he's on my list. In the you know on the bench. Oh, there that's right. Somewhere. You got him in your utility role, yeah, because you you filled yeah, in like a full right. twenty five man roster. I was just going for you more know. of a surfacing. I'm going around the diamond. If we're gonna, okay, so we'll give it to Devin. Remember Travis. some guys. Let's remember some guys. Yeah, we got to get deep <laughs> in if you want to remember some guys like Kelly Johnson. Kelly oh. Johnson had a real nice year, as I recall that one year. He's a, he's a solid player. He, he's like Adam Lynn in a lot of in in some ways. He's a platoon guy who's good at a couple different things. And I'll always remember Kel, Kelly Johnson. I, I probably mentioned this. I couldn't even remember tell you how many times. Speaking of remembering some guys, was Miguel Castro it was in the beginning of that 2015 when my, Kelly Johnson had was playing for somebody else, and Miguel Castro came in and Kelly Johnson was the first batter he faced. And I 
tweeted out before it happened. I'm like, Kelly Johnson's going to hit a home run here off Miguel Castro. And he absolutely did. And it was uh, it was a fine, a fine banner moment that I hang my hat on very often. <laughs> it was just like it's just the worst possible matchup for Castro. Because he's got this like savvy veteran lefty who's like obviously going to try to ambush the first pitch fastball that Castro is going to try and throw through the backstop, and it uh, it ended poorly. It ended poorly, and he was very unhappy. Now, shortstop, this is a tough one. In a in a way, is it? Well, well yeah, it, well, yeah, I guess so. That's that's fair. Uh, shortstop I mean, was so the first position. Well, I picked Troy Tulowitzki, and uh, mm-hmm. with the caveat. Uh, it's my list and I can do with it what I want. Yeah, yeah fair enough. So, um, so, yes, that's who I picked. So, the thing with Tulo Got them to the is, playoffs. I mean, he obviously had the big decline. Uh, Jose Reyes would be the other thought. You know, Escobar, another uh, another guy who had, had one really, really good season in there. Uh, 2011, too, he was good. Yeah. It's tough. Um, it's, so... The you know. extracurriculars are like the, the, the scumbaggery associated with UNL Escobar and Jose Reyes make it real easy to kind of gloss over them and be like, nah, forget it. Yeah. None of that stuff ever happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, you, there's a case to be made for UNL Escobar, I think. Uh, again, his um, like utter lack of judgment and all of that, the controversy and stuff that sort of uh, got him run out of town in a way. Uh, he was a pretty good player for a pretty good chunk of time uh, for the Blue Jays. So it's um, and Tulo Tulo is the opposite of Justin Smoke, where like we we mentioned earlier, we don't want to just kind of. It wasn't a good season just compared to Justin Smoke's baseline. It was a good season mm-hmm. on its own. Where Tulowitzki's were like was like a little bit less of that. Tulowitzki's like, well, he's Troy Tulowitzki, yes. so we like float this this season which was in a lot of ways a you know a disaster at the plate even though not a disaster but not still not great i mean he was above average at the plate but um everything uh, in, else in 2016 was, the the, yeah. the one two low season that yeah he was uh, he was above average i think it was a one it's a 101 weighted runs created plus well i think it's 104 maybe is it maybe as a shortstop oh, maybe he got a couple of dh starts in there but um, uh, that's that's what you uh, want yeah that could that could be what it DH. is yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but he, you know, he like as I, as we said, I'm doing uh, the the piece that I wrote was looking at them by season and you know getting them to the playoffs that year, uh, being so integral in the uh, the the Blue Jays that somehow instead of like just the incredible offense that they were in 2015, where like oh it's just all it's all this pitching that we're gonna do, uh, he was he was very important to that team, and I don't think they would have made it back to the playoffs without him. Uh, and also was dog shit for two months and then uh, was pretty good for the rest of the season. So you can sort of parse it that way a little bit too. And we will do that. Uh, speaking of cumulatively, so so while we have kind of, you know, you got Reyes, you got Escobar, you got Tulowitzki all, played a good chunk of games, 250, 300 games a piece. Um, you've then got number four for the Blue Jays in cumulative uh, wins above replacement for the decade, Alex Gonzalez. <laughs> Jesus. Like so it, was he here for two months? It was not that Alex Gonzalez, of course. No, he was here. He played eighty-five games. He had seventeen home runs. He was a monster that year. He was an absolute monster. And uh, and then they traded him. That's how they got Escobar. That's right. They got that's Escobar that. for him, right? And then the and the Braves, right. like the Braves dressing room, like gave him a standing ovation when he came in or something <laughs> like that. 
They're like uh, finally like a like a, a a respectful baseball man coming to, uh, <laughs> to to lead us to the playoffs instead of this chump we just sent out of town. Boy, we remember some guys now, aren't we? Uh, we sure are. I <laughs> let's move right. on <laughs> to third base, which is uh, obviously a slam dunk. Except maybe it's not. No, it's a slam dunk. Mm. The yeah. guy won the American League MVP. He's put up like 25 wins in three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's real good. He's Whatever real good. happened to him? Never. I don't know. He's sitting on a big <laughs> fat pile of cash right now. Sorry, 22 wins in 462 games. Oh, Not, well, is that good. all? Pretty yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, did you, which Josh Donaldson season did you pick? 2015. Uh, oh, that one. The, the eight year. win one? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You could you could probably make an argument for 16 if you really want to, but uh, no. Uh, 2015 and just... Uh, it was just refreshing. I mean, I my my next best uh, third base season for a Blue Jay is Brett Laurie's 2012, which is a sad indictment of the position for uh, uh, for the decade for this team. So, but uh, but he was so John Donaldson came in and was everything like you know all the swagger of Laurie, but actually backed it up with his performance, and uh, it was real fun. Now you say that, but. That one, Brett Laurie's first season mm-hmm. was 20, 2011, not 2012, mm-hmm. 2011, was ridiculous. Yeah, that was, well, he played like, what, did he play 60 games or something 43. Like that? He played 43 <laughs> games. Yeah. He was worth two and a half wins. That was when he played the hell out of third base. And also that was the year that he hit so many ridiculous, like high leverage home runs. That season was crazy. Yeah. It was so yeah. fun because he was a maniac and because he was so good. He had a 157 weighted runs created plus in 43 Yeah, games. like you still, you still see the odd fucking Brett Laurie jersey floating around. Yeah, you always uh, will. You all absolutely and it, and always it certainly, will. All I mean, the, the, the passport didn't help yeah, or, or didn't hurt that. But, but it, was, it, you know, it was not about his 2012 or 13 performance, right? I mean, it was all about that crazy... Uh, cameo where he just yeah he was unbelievable i wrote about that this year uh through sort of the prism of Bo bichette which Mm -hmm. uh i don't want to don't want to get that too much stink on Bo because he's obviously (laughs) uh uh going to to have a much better time in his second and third and uh hopefully many many more years of his career but uh uh but that was what what bichette reminded me of uh this summer uh, not unfair just coming in and being and being everything that a top prospect is supposed to be and more mm-hmm. i mean i thought i thought there was maybe another guy who was going to do that this year but alas alas uh now so <laughs> so it's obviously going to be donaldson for the duration of the decade as well if you want to do that but third base let me tell mm-hmm. you about third base third base Please. is so you know shortstop they're just like a bunch of guys like there were a lot of guys, a few guys who got a lot of time. Second base is kind of a weird. Third base is remember some guys gold. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me find you some of the names that are on here. Uh, the one, this uh, speaking of like you know guys who are completely out of baseball, Steve Tolleson got some reps at third base. I believe he let, he quit baseball to become like a financial planner. Like he retired from being the Blue Jays ass end of the <laughs> or beginning end of the decade. Uh, what are some other good names on here? Andy Laroche. Played a one game for the Jeez. Blue Jays. 
Lovely. Uh, Chris Coughlin, remember that? Remember Chris Coughlin? He jumped over the catcher. Chris Coughlin is a is a is a guy we can remember. Un- uh, unforgettable moment that was in a very otherwise very forgettable career. Uh, Omar Vizquel's name list. shows up on this list. Jesus. Matt Dominguez. That wasn't yeah. even that long ago. Meiser's tourists. Those were dark oh, days. Oh yeah, he was Jason there for a, was there for a very long time. Meiser's are mostly on the DL, but yeah. He saw like a three-year, $15 million deal. Yeah. People were losing their minds. It was probably the... It was maybe the most the, the Blue Jays had ever spent on a free agent. <laughs> I, think, I think Navarro like passed him like shortly thereafter, but... Andrew Burns. I don't yeah. even remember that being a thing or the Andy, name of a Andy? person. Andy Burns? Andy Burns? Oh, okay, sure. Uh, John I don't Mack. know. He played, he, I think he had a nice year at Buffalo and got, got a little time. Oh, I think that Johnny does Mack, sound familiar. But yeah, there are some guys to remember here: Darwin, Bonnie, uh, Warren, Juan Francisco, who was hardly a uh, hardly a uh, forget. No one's going to forget Juan Francisco. That was a lot of fun. Another one to remember was it? What was it? Juan Francisco. That was fun when he just hit all those home runs in the first. He's playing. It was fun for baseball. a month, and then it all went. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, speaking of guys, I, I, I seem a, to remember it being. I remember it being like, yeah, I don't know if this guy is. Uh, it's what it's what it seems like. I, I think he might turn into a pumpkin and, and getting uh, you know how dare you about stuff like that. And then he did yeah. strike out thirty six percent of his uh, plate appearances that year. Um, you know the modern game that doesn't look so bad, doesn't it? But, uh, back in twenty fourteen, <laughs> that was awful. Uh, and speaking of people getting standing ovation when the coming into the clubhouse because they the the guy they were traded for, Danny Valencia. Danny indeed, indeed. Valencia. He was actually okay. He was good at what he was good at. And oh, yeah. uh, he's not a well-liked guy, though. Let me tell you. Yeah, apparently not. Okay, now let's move. We'll stick. Now, this, was, this one is ignorant. This is the, this is the worst of the, of the positions to pick from. Left field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Who you got? I mean, it was easy. Uh, well, doing it on a season-by-season basis, I, I picked uh, Melky Cabrera's 2014. That shit is dark. <laughs> it, it, well, he was really good. Remember, people wanted no, him to was. come back, and you know he, he had that terrible year in in twenty thirteen when like just everything that was you know that huge hopeful season that that just went to absolute fucking dog shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had like the tumor in his back that that was oh, yeah, like, yeah. making his legs not able to work, and it was like a genuine like medical scare. And and you're kind of like, okay, well, that's why he's been fucking terrible. I came back and had a really nice year the next year. Uh 301 351 458, you know, that's That's nice. That'll no, that, that that'll is, play. That is nice. He was uh, good. better was than good any good. of the other chumps who played left field for this team over the last fucking 10 years. <laughs> Absolutely, because if you look at the decade <laughs> cumulatively, the Blue Jays left fielders wins above replacement of all the guys to suit up for the Jays. Number 1. Melky Cabrera. Jesus. With his 2.9 wins above replacement, he is leading the pack among the Jays left fielders. That is crazy. <laughs> he played 227 games, three win- not even three wins, best of the bunch. Couldn't well, get, part, do he was three wins in he was three wins in 2014, mm, but he was true. below replacement level in <laughs> uh, there are some other guy, uh, guys to remember, of course, Steve Pierce, Rajay Davis. Rajay Davis played a lot of games with the Blue Jays. 
Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, Michael Saunders, of course, who that was like a nice little story for a while. He's he's got to cheer for. Obviously, the passport helps. Uh, Eric Thames. The end of the Travis Snyder thing. Saga. The darkest days. The darkest day. The darkest (laughs) day of the decade was the day he got traded in Seattle. There's nothing... Nothing will be worse in the entire Blue Jays decade than that day. That was the day that all my prospect hope died. We brought Jeff Paternoster on last week. Talk about prospects. I didn't pay attention at all. I was just like, whatever. All these guys, none of them. They mean nothing to me. They're all dead to me. I care not. (laughs) Because I learned. I learned the hard way with Travis Snyder and the darkest day. Yeah, it was a tough one. Uh, I would say the worst day. I I, I would think the worst day was probably... uh, when which is so weird because it was 2015 and 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 it worked out so well, but it was when Stroman blew out his knee in spring training and it was like oh, he's gone for the year. It's it's over right now. That was that shitty. was uh, that, I was uh, that was that, a tough one. That day I dropped my my wife and kids off at the airport. Did I? I dropped somebody off. What was I doing? I think I dropped my wife and kids off at the airport. And then came home and I was like on cloud nine, like, yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then I turned on the radio and they're like, oh, Marcus Stroman blew up his knee. And it was, yeah, that was that, that just that, that shock, that, that letdown from being free as a bird and then nothing. Uh, I can think of a darker, I, I think of a darker day now that I meant, now we mentioned it, but we don't. There's that day as well. That was a dark, that yeah. was, well, there's a, yeah, yeah that was, yeah. that's, that's different. That is a real dark yeah, day. Not a, yeah. not a, yeah. Not a baseball, baseball dark. dark day. Yeah, uh, Fred Lewis. That was a high point for me because I wrote I as a young blogger. I was like, the Jays should go and trade for Fred Lewis, and then the Jays went and traded for <laughs> Fred Lewis, and I was like, fucking make me the GM, you idiots. That was <laughs> uh, was he was he the one who who they had to just desperately wanted ESPN or something like that. Was that was there a Fred Lewis story? <laughs> that sounds familiar. I mean, but I don't I don't know yeah. for sure, but. Was, was he the guy? There's somebody that was mad at the. Oh no, that was. I think that was Chris Bosch, who was mad because there's no soul food in Toronto, which is right. There's no like he's no lies, but same sort of thing. Okay, now center yeah. field. This is fair, this one fair, could get fair. this one could get contentious. Sure. So the the easy it certainly pick, could. The wrong pick. <laughs> The, the easy and wrong pick is the one I went with, which is Kevin Pillar. That's the easy and the wrong pick. That's right. And, and cumulatively, I might have argued for him as well, but uh, but but we know who uh, who is lurking by the hot dog stand or whatever in the Dang. background. So, <laughs> in hindsight, especially given some of the revisions that have happened to some of the publicly available defensive metrics, Kevin Pillar's 2015 season in particular has been like has kind of been knocked down a peg there was so much of his value that year was derived from his defensive performance which was of course great that's what he that was his calling card we all watched him play the hell out of center field play every single day for every single every year that he was in toronto um uh and then he was you know reasonable to plate that year but cody colby rasmus's 2013 was like a five win year he hit like a banana like a like a maniac 130 way to runs created plus Played just about every day. Uh, was great. That was like what we were all kind of waiting for. Everyone except Coldy Rasmus was waiting for that season to come around. And uh, <laughs> basically, yeah. And, and it was a good one. So there's easy to get 
to give a lot of credibility credibility to that one. Now, before if people haven't read your column, you 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 put this guy in your brackets. It blew my mind today. Blew my mind. <laughs> How good, yeah, uh, Vernon Wells? Yeah, Vernon Wells. So yeah. we all remember the Vernon Wells trade being like this great. Oh my God! Look at you know Alex Anthopoulos is some kind of ninja. What a freak! I can't believe he pulled this off. He traded Vernon Wells coming off a season in which Vernon Wells literally hit two seventy three, three thirty one, five fifteen. He it was a four win year if you especially when you account for the fact that his defense was not looked upon well by those things. But like that's a one twenty six mm-hmm. weighted run created plus. He hit thirty one home runs. Like that's incredible. That's a really good ball player. Playing really well. And he was and healthy. we just all just just cheered. Just could not get over like the ticker fact tape that they parade. got rid of him. It was such a yeah. good trade. It was, we were all so such idiots and so hung up yeah. on the fact that he made a lot of money that we, oh, we completely forgot about the fact that he traded Mike Napoli for Frank Francisco the next fucking day. Just shipped him yeah. out. <laughs> Which in the end probably worked out because maybe Edwin Encarnacion doesn't happen if Mike, Mike Napoli's scumbagging around and just like greasing up the, the joint but <laughs> but shout out to Vernon Wells who yeah is uh absolutely had a you know his career maybe ended a little quickly his drop-off was pretty sharp um that season represented came on the heels of like a quite a bad season uh but the for the previous decade to this one absolutely no doubt like that was Vernon Wells's decade what a what a stud Really good play. For he sure. earned that sure. fucking money. He got whatever he got, 171 or 151 or whatever it was, 21 million bucks a year. Um, he earned it because he was a great or very, very good player for a long time. And that was a great year that I had forgotten how good he was that season. So it kind of it was nice to be reminded of that. Um, any other guys? Yeah. How about, could you remember some guys? You got any standing fielders you want you can remember or want to remember? I mean, those no, those are the ones. I mean, those are the ones that I really uh, uh, hit upon as well. Um, you know, Rashad Davis. We, you know, I, I overlooked him in the piece. He does not get a mention. I overlooked Kobe Rasmus in the piece, though. I will say that, that even with the uh, the revisions to uh, to Pilar's metrics, he's still four win player for Fangraphs and five for uh, Baseball mm-hmm. Reference in. Mm-hmm. In 2015, hence my selection of him. Uh, I did the thing that you're not supposed to do, and I was like, "Well, made the playoffs." So, so he obviously gets the nod <laughs> over the guy who couldn't control his, you know, how bad his teammates were that year. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, it's really just those two guys, Pilar and, and Rasmus. Uh, some guys remember Anthony Ghost. Anthony yeah, well, Ghost, who did uh, tried to come back recall, as a pitcher yeah. recently. Um, which mm-hmm. is cute because he always had that crazy arm. That was his big thing. Uh, definitely could not hit even a little bit. Uh, shout out Adam Lowen. Remember that? Yeah. That was wild. Speaking of com- guys making comebacks. And right? switching to pitching and back time. again. <laughs> crazy. And uh, Melvin Upton Jr. That is a guy that I have like completely forgot that any of that happened. BJ Upton played for the Blue Jays. 57 games. He yeah, was about 57 too many. Truly abysmal <laughs> in those moments. Yeah. Just really, really, really wanted him to be to be good because mostly because people hated that move. I was they like, did. Oh, come on. It'll be fine. And uh, no, they were right on that one. 
They were uh, another, uh, I don't know if star, but like a guy who definitely was like around a lot in the blog days was Corey Patterson. Oh yes, yeah, he yeah. in in the in the Colby Rasmus trade as well. Like half the team was in that trade, as I recall. It's true. <laughs> Jason Fraser. No. Not Jason. No, Fraser. he was traded the same. Oh no, he was. What was it? He got traded to the White Sox. Was he traded? Yes, the for. Uh, yeah. How the hell did that work? I'll have to figure this out. It was uh, the other. Yeah, was, no, he. Um, somebody was, came back for Fraser. Dotel was Dotel in that in that trade, and then got like immediately like flipped to Octavio Gotel. You know, he was well, he Some, was on like the, the Fraser trade with the White Sox, and then off. Oh, Edwin the, 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 Jackson, Edwin Jackson is who it that's was. That's right. Who then, of course, full circle, Edwin. started for the Blue Jays this yeah, year. That's just, right. Like okay. a soldier went out there and just got his brains beat in, and just continually took the ball again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was Fraser and, uh, and Zach Zach Stewart. Sorry, just to get the Zach Stewart. Fraser and Zach Stewart for for Jackson and Mark Tehan, and then mm. immediately Jackson got flipped in the uh, Cardinals deal to bring back the one and only Colby Rasmus. Blessed days, blessed day, blessed days were those. <laughs> uh, right field, there, there's not really a lot to say. Like one guy, no. play, this is the this is the one position that like <laughs> yeah. one guy held down for the basically the entire time, and he also happens to be the best, probably the best player, position player to ever wear the jersey, straight up. It, not a lot of argument, you know. I would I would probably not argue that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he I wrote could. here like he has the. <laughs> it's something like he. Had, where I'm trying to see what I wrote here. Uh, he has the top six years uh, by war of anybody uh, of any Blue Jays right fielder, which is you know maybe less than I would have thought, but uh, uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, going on the level of excellence, just uh, absolute fucking legend, the true legend. There's, yeah, like we could talk about Jose Bautista forever. So let me ask you, which season did you would was your choice? As I his? chose 2011. Ah, the artisanal yeah. selection. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. The uh the 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 proving it wasn't a fluke season. Uh also where I think he uh I don't know if it was Babip uh, related, but uh but he definitely uh, really up to really cuz uh, he just he just was better. He just he really truly somehow was. came there. out and hit fewer home runs but was just a more complete hitter his 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 walk rate I'm looking at it now his walk yeah. rate was 14 Point six percent in twenty ten, and then twenty point two in twenty eleven. He walked twenty twenty percent of the time, and he struck out seventeen percent of the time. That's more. One of those uh, is higher than the other. That's unusual. <laughs> yeah, he was, he and was he hit three hundred as well. He, like he and, sure so did. He finished there with a one eighty one weighted runs created plus. He spent the first half of the year <laughs> with his uh, like over two hundred, I believe. He was like absolutely out of his mind. Yeah, it was it was absolutely nuts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those just yeah. it may have been it may have been OPS plus in those days. I don't know if we were. Uh... Well, we weren't quite so savvy. No. Yeah, he's got that thousand OPS. But it was like eleven hundred or twelve hundred for. He hit three thirty. <laughs> oh my god, he hit three thirty four in the for the first half of the season, 
which is like not what you think of when you think about Jose Bautista. He had it's really not. No. He had a a four sixty eight on base and a seven hundred slugging percentage <laughs> for like the half the year. And, 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 then and the, we talked we 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 talked to Alex Anthopoulos earlier, you know, in the year, and he talked about you know the the thought going into the extension of him and that he kind of thought that they weren't going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, can you imagine if he'd done that somewhere else? Or if he had done oh, that boy. as in his walk year, if they like hung on, oh, and like, oh, I'll see Christ. what we could do. Maybe we'll flip at the, at the all-star. That's break. right. And yeah. then he, he comes into the all-star break with a two Oh nine weighted runs graded plus <laughs> like bring it on. <laughs> Here comes the windfall. But anyway, yeah. Jesus shout Christ. out. Shout out to Jose Bautista. Best to ever do it. <laughs> uh, some other guys to remember. Junior Lake. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Holy Christ. Uh, Nori Aoki. My eternal mm-hmm. memory of Nori Aoki is not as a Blue Jay, which he, what what deal was he in? He came from the... Uh, no, he came from the Astros in the Liriano Teoscar Hernandez. Right, right. Deal, he I did. Believe. He did. And then he kind of like, sort of he, like financial ballast is all he was. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like stuck it out. But for whatever reason, I, uh, not for whatever reason, my memory of, of Norioki is different. I, I did not remember him as a Blue Jay, but I remember him and I think about him because I went to a Giants Pirates game in Pittsburgh one time and I was walking from the ballpark to the hotel and I walked like, he was doing the same walk and he was walking with like his a hand all iced and it was like dripping water and he was on his phone. And I was like, that's Norioki. That is so weird. But he was just like strolling down the road like it was nothing because who else <laughs> is recognizing pulling Norioki out of the crowd? Yeah, that's probably exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now you had, you did bench spots as well. Do you want to go through, quick through through some of the bench spots again? This was more of like a yeah, remembering F, uh, exercise. Oh, well, we haven't you. we haven't hit the DH yet, which is it's obvious, but so we we talked about it a little bit before. You said smoke first base, Edwin DH. Hard to argue. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think again. I don't think Edwin Encarnacion would tell you he's a first baseman. And he, he's he's been a DH. <laughs> I uh, don't believe so. No great. Uh, Great, uh, great hitter. Uh, one of the best Blue Jays. Uh, also, an underrated guy just because of his, maybe because of his demeanor. So you got him as your DH. You had uh, you had uh, sexy pick Benji Molina. Well, Jose, well, Jose, oh, Molina Jose, Jose is Molina. the backup catcher. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Did they have they had both Molinas? Yeah, they Did had they Benji Molina Molinas? back in the older. That's right. Days. That's right. Speaking of um, splitting time with Greg Zahn, kind of a thing. Yeah, split time with Greg Zahn. The other Molina, Jose Molina, was in the bullpen. Who I'm trying to think, I'm trying to put this story together as I remember, like sitting behind the bullpen, and it might have been Kerry Lightenberg. It was this was in those days. Remember Kerry Lightenberg? He he <laughs> yeah. did like a he was walking, and Benji Molina was like sitting in one of those folding chairs that are, they used to have like on the ground, looking out the out the the window, like out the 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 screen of the bullpen and Kerry Lightberg like did this right. exaggerated yeah. walk and like stopped right in front of Benji Molina and like obviously farted in his face and then like kept on strolling away <laughs> and they all laughed. That's my Benji Molina remembering story. That's, you know, they are baseball players the, at the end that, of the day. Like there's no getting away sure from are. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jose Molina, I picked cause uh, especially more revision stuff, right. They've, they've built a lot of, uh, uh, Framing, catcher framing mm-hmm. stuff into uh, 
into war now and he was like a, a two-win player in in uh Jesus, he was a three-win player uh in 55 games. <laughs> uh because they just did not value that that skill apparently. No. And um, people hate hated that when he went to the Rays soon after. And it was oh yeah. I yeah. just remember people getting so mad online, call, accusing calling <laughs> accusing them of cheating. Like pitch framing was cheating. And people would just get so livid because they'd be getting those borderline strikes. And because Jose Molina was so good at it. He was like just he was a rock back there. He didn't even move, didn't flinch. The glove barely moved. Everything was just like a piece of stone that replicated the strike zone and shrunk down, disappeared to, so the umpire could see it. It was crazy. So good. So fun to watch. Again, it, he. I feel like, I wonder if we went back and watched those old highlights, if it would have been, because the knock on him from the kind of smart-ish, but uh, Jeff Blair is kind of where I'm going with this, but like he, they acknowledged that it, he was good at framing, but it, it came at the expense of everything else. He didn't block the plate. Yes. He didn't block balls in the dirt. He didn't throw anybody <laughs> out because he was just there receiving pitches, uh, which is that that is the that's the job at the end of the day. But I wonder if 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 we would all um, agree. I wonder if there's if there was anything to that. But not not if he's coming out as a three win player in like fifty games because of his receiving. Uh, and then you got a, you got some bench spots here. You got. Moon, yeah, Ray Kawasaki, Darwin Barney, and Ryan Goins. Yeah. All the all the names, all the fun guys. Yeah, Colabello I threw on there. I threw I threw I threw Colby a bone because I did feel bad. I, I'm like, oh, you can be on my bench, Colby. Uh, Fair enough. I didn't actually feel bad. I mean, in what in what what kind of a human would feel bad about not having Colby Rasmus on his fake list? But <laughs> but, like, but you know what I mean, Eric Sogard. Yeah, you, you know. Eric Sargard, how about uh, my my fifth outfielder, Teoscar Hernandez, twenty nineteen, second half Teoscar Hernandez. That's my that's my fifth bench guy. He was he was real good. Uh, He's going to be a good DH someday. As we all knew, this was this is we've gone on quite long. I did not expect this to take yeah. so long. Uh, go to the <laughs> pitching. So you had David Price as your starter. Yeah, kind of kind of cheating, but that was a twenty you know twenty fifteen Price. I mean, it would be it would be different if we were doing it cumulatively, but that was mm-hmm. you know. That was just a season, uh, or you know, or, or two months or three months that were, you know, like nothing else that we have seen in mm-hmm. this town for a very long time. You got Marcus Stroman in there from 2017, so it looks like you've you've sort of did like a like here's the number one starter, here's the number two starter, as opposed to just listing. Yeah, the I didn't come out and say starters. that because I kind of cheated in spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's basically yeah, that's what I did. So Stroman would be my alternate number one. Stroman in 2017. Mm-hmm. So we're not, you know, if we're not picking a 15, 16 guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Ricky Romero 2010 would, was the second one that I named. Uh, wasn't really the number two starter there, but mm-hmm. again, I'm cheating and it's a fake list. So and he was so good. Uh, Ricky Romero's 2010 was was great. Yeah, I'm glad that you got. Ricky yeah, he Romero was. Uh, I that these are these are the things I wanted to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know. Romero was uh it's really easy to remember how bad it got mm-hmm. but man it was real good for a couple of years there it really looked like uh the Jays had a steal instead of taking that shortstop in the draft the thing about the with Since Ricky they Romero are, they already had Russ Adams and Aaron Hill you know? <laughs> the thing I remember most about Ricky Romero was that his numbers in the minors were always really like underwhelming and it was just sort of there was one year they showed up to spring training and it was like Ricky it was Ricky Romero and Davis Romero 
were both like in the mix. And then it was just like, yeah, Ricky Romero made the team. He's coming north and he's going to be a starter. And it was, I remember our, the blog collective, like, okay. And then he was so good. <laughs> so good. And then he's, then his poor knees. But the guy's going to need to have like full on knee replacements, I think, if he hasn't already. Uh, you got Aaron Sanchez in 2016 in there, which is like, yeah, you know, everybody, different strokes, different folks. Uh, he won the Cy Young, <laughs> I guess, or the, the ERA title, if you want to get technical with it. Shout out to Sean Markham. Sean Markham was uh, yeah. was featured prominently in the old DJF days, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, North of Steels. North of Steels, the flu, the king of the flu-like <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> Had some really good years, though. Absolutely Had did. Tommy John in, tw- in 2009, mm-hmm. and then just came back like it was nothing and was, you know, pitched almost 200 innings, 364 ERA. Like, guy the guy, I don't know if he got drafted. Uh, ridiculous. He got drafted as a pitcher, but he definitely was like a position player in college as well, too. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, no, no, come pitch. And he was so. like, all right, I'll do that. Uh, Brandon Morrow, 2012, uh, among the best the best bad seasons you can ever imagine. Just an absolute freak. I would take a bullet for Brandon yeah. Morrow. Let there be no doubt. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. Mark Burley in 2014. Jay, Jay Happ is also in there. Jay Happ, of course, Burley is in 14, there. Yeah. yeah, he had some great seasons. Yeah. Marco Estrada, who uh, deserves more credit than he'll ever get for just... Man, he pitched the living shit out of some of those playoff games. So he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Should never have to buy dinner in this town ever again. You know, like. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, And now, and then, yeah, Burley, Estrada. And then you got, oh, we got Biagini in there as a swingman. Which is yeah, me you know what I, I I invented I, I I put swingman as a you know as a category. I th- I'm thinking maybe I'd I'd go with like Carlos Villanueva or someone like that, but he was not really very good. Nor nor was Joe Biagini in 2017, but uh, people like Joe. But really, the swingman thing was just I wanted to uh, get Estrada's name on there because uh, didn't quite shout fit out. with the the uh, with the the shout outs I was giving in the rotation, but uh, definitely uh, a deserving. Uh, pitcher who needs to be remembered for his uh, excellence this decade. So the if you went to if you wanted to make a decade long list, or if you said let's maybe do a top five uh, five starters for the decade, who would you have on that list? Jeez, yeah, that's that's tougher, right? That's that's quite a bit tougher. I mean, you can't put Price on there, right? No. He's obviously not been there long enough. I think I think Estrada's on it. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. Uh, I think R.A. Dickey might be might be on it. Not a single Blue Jay made more starts than he did. Yeah, he, so, he took the hill uh, you know, one hundred Burley too did. Uh, Dickey took the hill yeah. one hundred and thirty times as a Blue Jay. He pitched eight hundred and twenty four innings. So nobody got close to either of those numbers over the span of the decade. Stroman started one hundred and twenty nine games. He obviously played pitched in relief for some as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Hap, Estrada, Romero, Burley, Morrow, Sanchez, and then the list starts to get yeah. fucking wild. When you, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh huh, made so we're still we're just outside of the, the so again, this is the decade. This is ten years. This is like sixteen hundred games worth of starts. Got to get a, a, allocated out here. Uh, we're not even in, in the top fifteen, and we're at Kyle Drabeck. <laughs> Holy Kyle Drayback made thir- 30 starts for the Blue Jays. Uh, of course, this was the okay. number one piece that came back in the Roy Halladay trade. Dray- poor Kyle Drayback. It just never happened for him. 30 starts. He 
struck out just under six guys per inning. Also, uh, or sorry, six guys per nine. Also walked just under six guys per nine. Uh, <laughs> you Fuck. get Jojo Reyes in yeah. there at 20 starts. <laughs> Esmil Rogers. Jesse oh. Lich made 17 starts Jesse Lich, yeah. in the decade. Josh, so Jesse Lynch made 17. Josh Johnson only made 16. But luckily, each one of those felt like a lifetime. So I... Yeah, I'm surprised it was even that many. uh, And Lynch, of course, course was the previous decade guy. Yeah, well, no, that was 2008, I believe, was his first start, right? That's where he came out of nowhere and just, like, pitched that amazing game. Or that that was 07, actually. That was 07? Wow. Yep. It was pink and efficient. It was delightful. Shout out to Joanna. Uh, <laughs> you, it was efficient with his four four strikeouts per nine that season. So then over twenty starts. So then you get you start to get all this weird like mix of star, of openers. Now there's like all these extra weird surplus names that are in here. But then in in this this second page, there's three pages on Fangraphs of guys who started for the Blue Jays. The second page is just like oh, it's the gooey, delicious middle. Like uh, so, Clay Buckles made twelve starts with the Blue Jays. Clayton Richards made 10. Richard made 10 starts with Blue Jays. Then you get into game names like Dana Eveland. <laughs> Dana Eveland. Who could forget? Nah, yeah. Who could forget Dana Eveland? Uh, Mark Zuchinski, my guy, 12 starts. I'd not, I would not have expected starts. to be that many. 12 starts. Yeah. Brad Mills made seven starts. Then you start to get it. Uh, how's this? This, this, so there, this shouldn't shock me, but it did. Mm-hmm. Dustin McGowan Brett made Cecil? 12 starts. Oh, Dustin McGowan. In the entire decade. Because then you forget that Justin McGowan basically didn't pitch from 2008 until 2011. That's right. And then he was yeah. still pitching until uh, last year. Bless him. Just incredible. Uh, yeah, no, you did mention, uh, uh, what's his name? The left-handed guy. Uh, Brett Ooh, Cecil. I said Brett Cecil I said is Cecil 10, there. 10 Way up in there. starts. He yeah. made 57 <laughs> starts. And uh, That's crazy. Uh, Henderson Alvarez is right there as well. There's Markham. Markham only started 31 times in the entire decade, and you had him on your list for the best because he got traded. He got traded uh, famously. Well, because it was one, yeah, it was one year. It was one year that was he was there in 2010, and then traded for Brett Laurie. Mm-hmm. So and uh, you know, and he got traded. He was at a he, uh, he was at a Kansas City Chiefs game. I remember reading that he got that traded. Sounds he got right. He's yeah. <laughs> watching the Chiefs. Uh, then there's some other random names that are in, in here. Joel Carreno made uh, two starts. Uh, Casey Lawrence is the name of a of a pitcher who started for the Blue Jays at one point or another, no doubt. Uh, Sean Nolan. Sean Nolan was so. Then there's like guys who pitched an inning or two. You know, these are the David Phelpses and the Buddy Boshers and Mike Housechild. <laughs> and then Sean Nolan. Jesus, yeah. Or Sean Nolan, who, who came in and just got absolutely rocked. Uh, oh, we should. Ra- oh, that was that was bad. Yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, I remember that poor guy. <laughs> and then he was in the the Josh Johnson trade. So I'm getting that we should wrap it up soon. But we could kind of go through the bullpen. We could definitely like name remember guys for hours in the bullpen oh, yeah, alone for sure. But you got you got Ken Giles <laughs> as your closer. Obviously, yeah. I didn't want to talk about the other guys. So yeah, it's easy. Easy to pick Ken Giles. Uh, He's good as good. hell. Yeah, uh, I mean, since we're going by single season, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he would get the nod otherwise. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I have Brett Cecil mm-hmm, who was and great. Scott Downs. Scott I had, Downs to, give a, so many had to give a nod to Scott Downs. Yeah, he was incredible. Uh, we mentioned Jason Fraser. I don't have him on the list. I have J- uh, Casey Jansen on there. Casey I Jansen mean, was maybe the, I should have had Fraser. Was the Jays closer for a couple of those years, and he was really, really good too. Shout out to Casey Jansen. Yeah, 
Never, never, never terribly comfortable <laughs> with him as the closer. Like it wasn't great stuff. It was just a different vibe. So, speak, yeah. So we should we we got to wrap it up again. We we're going to be going on for now. We've already talked about <laughs> Frank Francisco. Uh, even just sorting by saves on the decade list. Oh, the guys that we can remember. So you you pick Ken Giles, no, no doubt, as the closer, right? Yeah. So Ken Giles had thirty seven saves sure over the last two years, uh, which is good. He's uh, mm. that's not his thing. Well, I mean it is, but he is so much more because he's just so unbelievably dominant as a Blue yes. Jays closer. But his thirty seven saves have him tied tied for third among Blue Jays pitchers for the decade. Without looking, Stoughton, do you think you could tell me who he's tied with? 37 saves. Oh, it's uh, it's going to be someone bad. It's someone. It, it, Kevin Gregg? Kevin Gregg, you absolutely fucking nailed it. <laughs> I can't believe you got was, it right. <laughs> That's so crazy. I was, look, I was looking at something earlier today. I, somebody mentioned something about. Or I was answering a question in the mailbag today. This is why. And I looked at Blue Jays save leaders over uh, over the last like twenty years. So I I I didn't cheat. I didn't know that question was coming. Mm -hmm. But the the number seemed about right. Fucking Kevin Gregg. Kevin Gregg. (laughs) Tied for third. Then Frank Francisco. Frank Francisco. I I expected his numbers to be worse. I just I think the thing with Frank Francisco was it was you never knew coming in if he was going to be any good or not it felt like and also he, he's going to throw a chair at somebody or, and yeah. he just did not seem like he wanted to be there at even even in the, the slightest just was not interested it just this vibe was negative uh, John Roush of course and I think I think a lot of the negativity with Mike Napoli too like that was those were. Those, you know, Mike Napoli had a couple good years. At what, that time, he Mike was Napoli really had a four-win year with the with the Rangers the first year of that trade, like after that trade. Mm-hmm. Mike Napoli had a really good career. A little bit better than Frank Francisco yeah. from that point out. John Roush, who of course is famous for getting jawed by uh, John Farrell in the brawl. And John Farrell was like Indeed. crawling through. John Roush, of course, was like six foot nine, a uh, big dude. Uh, right to pair Sergio Santos. People remember Sergio Santos as, as a guy. Sean Camp. Shout out to Sean Camp. Um, one of those guys that uh, John Gibbons just sort of ground to dust, I believe. Oh yeah, like he's he's buried somewhere. That poor son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> speaking of buried somewhere and saves, how many saves do you think Drew Storen got for the Toronto Blue Jays? <laughs> two two scoring. Um, <laughs> oh man, like it it unraveled so quickly it, it could only be like it could only be like four or something it, like it that. was it was it not it was three you've acquitted yourself quite well <sighs> quite wow. quite well well he got demoted real quick out of that role because it was pretty obvious it was not working it was ill fit uh dominic leone of course traded for uh traded for randall gritchick and uh, uh Jochen benoit who famously got hurt in a brawl and fucked up it cost them the World Series. It never happened. Was that that no, year? No, wasn't that the second year? It was the second no, year. No, it was, it was 2016. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was hurt and then Cecil was hurt. Right? Does that sound yeah. right? Yep. I believe so. Or maybe Cecil was the first year. I don't remember. Devin Travis got hurt that year, but I mean, that's everybody knows Devin Travis. You can pick a year, Devin Travis got hurt. Oh, that's right. And Benoit was unbelievable when he came to the Blue Jays. I've just looked his not like I knew that he was good yeah. and that they were missing him. He ha- he gave up like he has a .38 ERA. 
Yeah, I probably should have had him on my list instead of fucking. Well, I have well, Steve Delabar is one we haven't talked about. He, you know, these are more of the setup kind of guys mm-hmm. or the uh, middle relievers. Mm-hmm. Darren Oliver, another one. Darren Oliver was awesome. That was a good. Who thing. Remember, everybody was just like, "Oh my god, he's like he tried to <laughs> him and his agent Jeff Fry fucking cycle mm-hmm. no, notable for the one thing uh, like uh, he's gonna retire or uh, unless you like pay him more. Like tried to force the Jays' hand at that, mm-hmm. at that point, and uh, I think it was, I think it was coming back for 2013. But then all those trades and things happened, and it was kind of like uh, a little easier uh, for Darren Oliver to to uh, to agree to come back. I can't be mad at Benoit because uh, he pitched so well, and because they didn't lose, but he wasn't going to hit. That was the that thing I always want to forget is that uh, it didn't matter who was pitching. The Jays scored like two runs in four six games against. Or five games against Cleveland. Also very true. Also very true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's wrap it up. This has yeah. been great. Um, if you remember some guys, if you when you hear this, uh, tweet at us. Let us know who are the guys that you remember. If there's anybody that we forgot, any big oversights? If you want to say that we're an idiot or whatever. Obviously, it was a crazy decade. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. We just made the playoffs twice in two years in a row. They made the, uh, the the league championship series. So that's the thing that we'll obviously remember. Uh, I think that's about it. Hopefully, Brandon Morrow, we can bring him back. Reunion. Brandon Morrow, close the suit, clo- close the loop. Bring him in. This is, <laughs> this is not related to anything. He's my reliever of the decade. If I had to pick one, one guy, Brandon Morrow, even though he was not good as a reliever, he was too good as a starter. But that's it. Stoughton, you got anything else for the people to, to, to know? No, I, th- I think that we've, uh, we've remembered some guys. We certainly remembered some guys. So thank you. Everybody, hope you, uh, if you are in the great United States of America, we hope you enjoy your holiday. And again, if you can think of some guys that we may have not remembered, make sure you remind us on Twitter. So for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day. Birds All Day.